Hi everyone and welcome to The Daily Word. Really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're gonna to go into Matthew chapter five and verse 38. And I'd like to share that verse with you, these words of Jesus, and then we're, we're gonna dig in there. You've heard the law that says the punishment much must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And the, the initial question I think that we have to address here is, is Jesus contradicting Scripture when, when He says this, as He carries on with His teaching here? Because this, this teaching, this law, appears in the book of Exodus, in Leviticus, as well as in Deuteronomy. And so is Jesus, is He speaking against those Scriptures? Is He contradicting that word? And, and there, there's a way, I suppose, that we could read this, that you know, Jesus is saying, well, the law says this, but here's what I'm going to tell you, and that it's actually quite different than what the law says. But that's not what's going on here. What, what Jesus is doing is, is essentially saying, you've heard that it was said, thus and such, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But then when he says, but I say to you, what he's not saying is, I'm about to tell you something different. He's saying, by my authority, by the authority of the Son of God, I'm declaring to you that that's not the end of the story, that's the beginning. That I am bringing this scripture to fulfillment, to, to its end, its purpose that God has for it. I'm telling you that that's not the end of the story, it's the beginning of what God would do in the new creation through Jesus Christ. And, and in this case, what we're seeing is this redemptive trajectory which takes people from restraining their retribution all the way to taking on the character, the heart uh, of Jesus Christ. You see, in, in this day, as we're looking in Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, there, there was truly no restraint. So in the ancient world, if someone knocked out a tooth, you might just kill them an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, that there would, there would be justice in the sense that there would be an equal response, right? But as we go forward, we see that actually that restraint in the ancient world was setting a trajectory that would be fulfilled in the coming of Christ. Same sort of thing happens with, with slavery. There's, there's a lot of talk about this that um, even folks who suggest that we shouldn't attribute to the Scriptures such authority because, after all, the Scriptures support slavery. Well, if you understand and you see the whole witness of Scripture and what God's doing there, you can see that there is a trajectory that is set that would make it impossible for anyone who is a follower of Jesus to continue to in any way support and, in fact, to work against slavery. Oglethorpe, who was one of the, the main folks responsible for the abolition of slavery in, in England, uh, did, did so. He worked tirelessly after that goal because he's a follower of Jesus. Because the thing is, is you look into the Scriptures, you look into the New Testament, and you, you see in, in God's inspired word through the Apostle Paul him call uh, uh, slaves even um, brother. You, you can't own a brother, right? 
to see him as he's led by the Spirit, Paul declare that there's no male or female, slave or free in Jesus Christ, that we're all one in him, that, that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. There's no room for slavery in that. There's no room to put someone above another person, that, that we, are, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and so the same thing is true there. There's this trajectory set, this redemptive trajectory set uh, that we see in, in the Word of God. And, and so as we trace from eye, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, as we trace that forward, we see this trajectory uh, coming to fulfillment in Jesus. And he, he gives some examples. This is, this is what, uh, what a heart-like mind looks like. This is where God wants to take you in his transforming your life, that you'll not resist a, an evil person, that you'll turn the other cheek, that you'll not insist upon your rights of retribution, that you would give your coat also if someone forces you to give uh, your shirt, or you would give your shirt also if someone makes you give your coat, and that if a soldier forces you to take uh, his equipment a mile, you'd, you'd go on and carry it for him another mile, and and uh, that you would be generous, you'd give to those who ask. And all of this is the, the character of the heart uh, of Jesus Christ, to be uh, forgiving and, and to be generous, to uh, be not so concerned about retribution, but actually focused on serving and, uh, and blessing. As a matter of fact, what we understand is that, God, that Christ died for us, proving God's love for us. Died for us while we were still sinners. Died for us when our condition before God, the Scripture says that we were enemies of God. We were in rebellion against Him. And even then, He gave His life for us. And, and now, uh, getting sort of into the nitty-gritty of this, I think, too, that we have to see that we, we have to apply these Scriptures with wisdom that that Jesus is not giving us here a sort of a new legalism, that uh, we apply these with wisdom, looking at the whole witness of Scripture. And, and uh, for instance, um, there are folks who've seen this, um, that we shouldn't resist an evil person, that we should turn the other cheek, and who would say that that leads us to the conclusion of, of pacifism. But if you're interested in this, uh, C.S. Lewis, he gave a, a great talk on, uh, he, it was called, Why I'm Not a Pacifist. And it's, it's in a collection of his talks that are, uh, that are written out in a book called The Weight of Glory. But, but in that, he gave, gave an example that was, was really compelling for me, that really got my attention, that was essentially this, that there's a way that we could read this that would say if someone were coming after another person to kill another person, that we could read this to say if we were between the person looking to kill that person and the, and the victim, that, this, that Jesus would be commanding us here to just step right out of the way and, and to let him do his worst. And, and that, that simply is unimaginable given what we, given what we know of Jesus and given uh, the justice of God and looking at the whole witness of Scripture and, and so on. And then, you know, it comes to mind, too, where Jesus says here that we should give to folks when they ask us. And, and here, too, we have to apply this with wisdom, right? That uh, what we know 
what we know is that folks often who are panhandling, that they're actually, um, they're, they're using the money that they get to, uh, to obtain things for themselves that are not good, right? Uh, drugs and alcohol, and those things are not good for them. And so enabling in that, in that way uh, actually is, is most likely not the most loving thing that we can do for them. Uh, food, sure, but um, not always the, the most loving thing to just hand them money because of what will actually occur, the, the cause and effect of that. And so applying that with wisdom We'd say, well, you know, if the Holy Spirit prompts me and I'm compelled to give directly to them to give money, then I will do that. But uh, otherwise, it'd probably be smarter, be more wise to give to an organization that's helping and that provides accountability and safeguards or to give, uh, if we feel led to give directly, to give food, right, uh, that, that could be consumed and would be good, and would be good for them. And, and so taking all this into account, the calling, I believe, the sense of calling is that, that we would seek to have the heart of Christ and that we would have the mind of Christ and that we would, uh, we would live out our calling as Jesus' people with wisdom and compassion and forgiveness. And uh, I, just to that, uh, say, Lord, help us. Lord, move in our lives and enable us to be more and more like you. And we pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we get a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.